apologize for not having the video up last week um, I uh, just couldn't edit it properly so I apologize for that I hope everyone had a good Christmas um, I hope we took care of ourselves sometimes the holidays can be hard um, I know that especially I told you my story last time um, about how my previous Christmas went and I'm happy to report that this Christmas went a whole hell of a lot better um, I had family over here um at my house for christmas just a few family members nothing crazy because of covid and everything um but it was still nice to just be able to cook and to see people and uh my younger brother came by which was cool because um i told you that last time him and i got into a, a physical altercation on christmas which ultimately led to my dad um not speaking to me again um so and then that brings me to I guess what I wanted to talk about today, which was, is that I'm pretty upset because my father, um, or I guess, uh, who I used to call a father, uh, didn't reach out to me on Christmas. And, you know, I know the last Christmas experience wasn't bad, but, you know, I've come a long way since then. And it's just a shame to see that he has completely given up. Um, my younger brother reached out to him because he had uh, a Christmas gift for him and messaged him. And, uh, my dad never replied. And, you know, I think that especially on the holidays, it's just so shitty to do to your kid when he reaches out to you saying like, hey, I want to stop by. And you're just like, nah, um, you know, I uh, I've said before that I don't want kids. But man, if I ever had kids, I, I know that, you know, when you have kids, I feel like you kind of whether you intend to or not, you got to go into it um, knowing that it's something you can't give up on no matter what. And I think it just speaks to the invalidating childhood that uh, my brother and I had because, I mean, even now, you know, it's like the ultimate invalidation. Um, I remember uh, one time on my birthday, he he waited until 11.59 to get a hold of me and say happy birthday. Uh, and that was the biggest slap in the face to me. I just laid in bed crying, um, you know, because I was waiting all day for him to say happy birthday. He plays my birthday on the lottery. He knows our birthdays. Um, he used to act like they were a big important date in his life. But something, something changed, and, and he just gave up. Um, but I didn't let that, I didn't let that bug me. Uh, at least on Christmas, it kind of bugged me afterwards, and I, I was checking my phone, uh, periodically to see like, all right, maybe he did, and I wasn't gonna reach out to him, you know, and because I had, I have already reached out to him previously, and uh, said that I'd like to mend things, and he just said okay. So I kind of got offended by that because it was like, I can't even get um, a legitimate answer. I just get, okay. So uh, that was the last time we talked. That was probably in May. So, so it is what it is. Um, you know, instead of, instead of being mad at that, I chose to be happy in the moment that I had. Uh, and I tried not to let that bug me as much as I could. So I'm proud of myself for that. Um, but it was good to see my brother. Uh, him and I have, haven't seen each other in quite a while. Um, 
Um, I almost forgot to mention for Christmas too, someone gifted me uh, this really badass hoodie. I'll stand up a little bit. So cool. Um, uh, if you're just listening on the audio, someone gifted me a uh, a hoodie and it says Mending Minds, and then it, it's like it's like our banner, Mending Minds, in a podcast about recovery. Really thoughtful, really cool gift idea, and I'll probably be wearing it um, on every episode, uh, <laughs> which sounds pretty gross, but uh, when you say it, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna because I like it, and yeah, we'll see. Um, but anyways, so even though I had, um, what I would consider a great Christmas, you know, after everyone left, um, I couldn't help but just feel an intense loneliness. Um, I still, I'm still struggling with, uh, if I'm not in a romantic relationship, then I don't, uh, I don't feel okay. I don't feel like things are, are worth living almost if I'm not in a romantic relationship, like, life's, life's very dull when you don't have a partner, um, and then also on the same hand, I'm so incredibly scared to date, and to try to date, um, I, uh, I almost have no interest in it, it almost repulses me, because I, it's like, I'm, it's almost like I'm afraid of myself, I'm afraid to ruin another relationship, I'm afraid to get in trouble again, and maybe that's just because I don't trust myself or maybe I'm being too hard on myself. But uh, either way, I guess I don't know how to how to deal with it. Um, but, you know, just laying in bed kind of thinking, uh, you know, that I got no one when I just had, you know, I just had a prime example of that, that I had people in my life that cared about me. And even that, the contrast of it was well, you're not in a romantic relationship, so none of that matters. Um, and of course it does matter. I just wish I could see that, uh, you know, not in hindsight. I wish I could see that and actually live that. Um, because even though I talk it, I don't necessarily preach that whole live in the moment thing. I try to, you know. I really do try to, but when I when I when I'm in bed at night, and my mind gets turning. It's those thoughts just creep in. Um, I can't really help it, you know. Um, but I guess I would. Uh, I was gonna ask you guys, what do you think about this whole dating thing? Do you think it's something that I should give it a shot, or do you think I should wait until I'm 100% on the end of recovery? You know, I don't want to uh, ever be or ever put someone else in that situation, um, again, where they're exposed to my anger and the danger that's associated with intense rage. Um, because there is a difference between rage and anger, and and rage is really scary. Um, and, of course, anger is scary too, but rage is just anger times a million, man. Um, and you don't want to be on the receiving end of it. And so, I haven't experienced rage in a long time, but, I don't know. So, what do you think, you know, should I give it a shot, or or should I stick to my ground, stay to myself, keep working on myself, keep improving, 
and build myself up to be the ultimate partner? Um, or should I dip my toes back in and, 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 and kind of relearn how to date? Uh, because a lot of this is going to be having to relearn how to, di- how to date like a normal person and not have that immediate clinginess and fear of abandonment from someone that I just met. <laughs> um, because even though we just met, I'm going to fall in love with you. That's kind of how it works. With people with PPD, we tend to just fall in love, feel that f- we don't like people. We, we instantly fall in love with you. Um, and then and then we can hate you. <laughs> so so if you're on the receiving end, good luck, you know. I'm just kidding, but uh you know, and then that that's that's another thing too, is then you have the the issue of when do you when do you tell on yourself, when do you um, you know, is it a first date thing, is it a third date thing? How many how many dates into it do you expo uh do you disclose your mental illness to someone? That's another thing that I don't know too. Um, yeah, but so I forgot to mention, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably um, heard me say that I hope Christmas dinner went well. And unless everyone was lying to me, it went pretty well. Um, I baked a ham and I was pretty proud of myself for being able to pull that off because I had some last minute goofs that caused me to have to kind of switch up the whole plan. So I switched up the plan and it still went okay. So, so that was, uh, that was a relief because I was having terrible anxiety that I would invite people over, cook dinner, and then there'd be no dinner. (laughs) Uh, and it'd be all my fault. I had anxiety about it the whole time until we finally ate. Um, and uh yeah so it went well and and uh i'm trying to become more resourceful with my food it may sound silly but i i waste a ton i have a big issue with consumption and a big issue with wasting um so i uh use the rest of the ham to make bean soup and and uh reports are that turned out well too so so i'm happy about that man i feel like i'm domesticating myself becoming more of a human being when i cook things for myself uh it's rewarding you know because you put in the time and the effort and it's also like you kind of have to think about things a little bit um i know you're following a recipe but you still have to think about you still have to think about it through the lens of your own taste buds and what you want too it's sort of like it's it's sort of creative in a way um so i try to not follow the recipe 100 percent. i always try to mix it up a little bit um and so far so good um something that i thought was interesting and i'm not trying to self-diagnose myself um because i know that's a controversial thing um i i kind of think that in a in a way it's a good first step but i think you have to take it the next step and go see um psychiatric help and if they don't agree with what you think is wrong with you then you have to go get another opinion um because not all psychiatrists will tell you the blatant truth unfortunately um but uh so i'm pretty sure that i have like non-purging bulimia uh, because i you know i run a lot but i run a lot because i eat a lot I've been getting way, way better at it. I don't know if my medication has been helping me with impulsivity, um, but it's tied into that too. I just cannot stop consuming. Um, 
you know, uh, food, snacks, water, coffee, uh, nicotine now, um, the little vape pens. Uh, and I have, uh, I have trouble with moderation. I have no idea of what moderation even is. And that's, that's into that 1000 or 0%. You know, I either do it or I'm not doing, I'm either doing it or I'm not doing it. And if I'm doing it, doing it a thousand percent, but you know, when you do that with everything, it makes it so chaotic. Um, I didn't even eat the way I wanted to until everyone left, which was, I felt so small about it. I had to wait for everyone to leave to finally eat what I want, what I actually wanted to eat. Um, and I just felt so stupid about that. It's like, just eat your fucking food, you know, um, eat what you want to eat. Uh, but I just feel embarrassed about eating in front of other people because I'm embarrassed about the way I eat when no one else knows the way I eat because I, I hide it from everyone. And I've talked about it before to some people, and I've obviously talked about it here, but it's different because I, I really do keep it a, a secret from everyone with how much I eat. Um, it's really embarrassing. Um, and one time I was making lists. It's what got me to kind of stop eating so much um because and i someone on twitter actually uh mentioned that uh this is something about the emptiness with bpd uh because we're constantly trying to like fill that empty void and so it's like anything and everything needs to to be consumed in order to try and fill this void uh which i thought was an interesting concept and i'm, I'm sure is true because that's it, it makes sense to me um Yeah, but it just feels like nobody can know my eating habits, man. It's got to stay a secret, and I don't, I don't understand why. And I wish I could, I wish I could break away from it. Um, but it feels like, you know, it, it feels like. I feel bad for saying that I have an eating disorder because I know there's people out there that really, really, really struggle with an eating with eating disorders, and I don't know if this is just impulsivity or an actual eating disorder like i said like from what i've researched it would be something like non-purging bulimia um where you, you you eat a lot but you don't um you know you don't throw it up you you fast which i do and then you you exercise you over exercise which i do um well at least and since winter hit i haven't been running as much since winter hit and i've definitely been putting on the weight because of that um but yeah what do you you know i guess what do you guys think about that too um <clears throat> you know uh do you guys think that maybe that's an eating disorder maybe it's a different one that's something that i'm not aware of um maybe it's just me being a hypochondriac <laughs> uh because i know that if you have bpd you tend to think that everything's wrong with you sometimes so maybe I'm just tripping and maybe it's just me being impulsive. Um, so if I can get your opinion on that, that'd be cool too because I'm really struggling with that. With all that being said, I had a great Christmas though. Um, aside from my father, uh, but it is what it is. Um, and so that brings me to today's or this week's uh, song of the week, which is Old Man by Neil Young. And... Neil Young said he wrote this song about a caretaker on a farm that he purchased, um, and the caretaker came with the, the farm, and he lived there full-time and had done it his whole life. 
Um, so the song isn't about a father, but the song reminds me of my father. Um, uh, obviously, uh, the, the song title, Old Man, um, but a couple of lyrics that stand out to me are, Old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. And then uh, the one that really gets me, which feels like a lie when I hear it and reverberates through my body like a lie. It makes my skin crawl, but um, it doesn't mean that much to me to mean that much to you. Uh, but I'm all alone at last, rolling home to you. Because uh, it feels like I'm always just trying to roll home to my dad, uh, and he'll never, ever, ever give me the the love and affection and the validation that I've so desperately needed my whole entire fucking life. Um, however, I don't want to end there today, which we typically end on the, the song of the week, because I wanted to end on a positive note. Um, I start school for psychology January 11th, so... That's really cool. Um, I'm really excited to finally uh, have a career path that I'm passionate about. I've never had that before. And now since I identify with BPD so heavily, um, this just seems to make sense. And so I'm kind of starting from scratch, square one. But it's a good thing. Um, uh, it's going to be really, really positive. And I don't think I'm going to give up on this career path uh, this time. So, so all right, we're going to cut it there. Um, I hope you guys take care of yourselves. I hope you guys continue to take care of yourselves. Uh, never stop, especially when times get hard, especially when the beds get lonely. And, uh, you know, look at that. Perfect timing. My work phone's ringing. All right, you guys take care of yourselves. 